Welcome to the High Performance Fatherhood Podcast, a podcast focused on helping dads move from fear-driven responsibility to high-performance fatherhood. I am your host, Troy Woods. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Listen, I want to jump in here. Uh, it'll be a quick one today, but I wanted to kind of chat about something that has been on my mind. I know it's been on, I'm not going to say a lot of people's mind, but I know it's something that's kind of been out there in the media. And um, not going to lie, I could have addressed this a little bit sooner, could have talked about it rather a little bit sooner, but I kind of wanted to kind of figure out an angle because these are the times that we live in. But I wanted to chat briefly about um, the situation with Dwayne Wade and his child. So for those of you that may not know, of course, Dwayne Wade is a retired um, NBA player. He was a superstar when he was in the league, won three championships, played with LeBron, played with Shaq, played with Lonzo, so many other great players, right? Um, but he has made headlines recently um, over the last couple of years because his son um, came out as trans, right? And I think it's, he's 15 now, and I think this really started gaining traction in the public eye when he was 12. So, um, you know, over the last few years, especially during the time of the pandemic and different things like that, um, Dwayne Wade talked about it more and more. Now, for me in talking about this, we have a platform for fathers, and it's very important for me to stay on task and to make sure that I'm doing what needs to be done as far as the message and a narrative for 300 fathers, and in particular for this, for the High Performance Fatherhood Podcast. So I want to talk about this from the angle of the father. Recently, Dwayne Wade and his wife, Gabrielle Union, they received some type, I think it was a presidential award or some type of award from the NAACP. Um, and it was an award, I, I believe, commemorating uh, their support as an ally, I believe, for the LGBTQ um, community. And, you know, as a, as a father, I initially took the perspective of, you know, cause I, I just come from the generation of, listen, everybody doesn't need to be knowing every detail about our family. It's not that you hide anything or you lie about anything, but you know, I just have beliefs and I know some of you may feel the same way. Some of you may feel different, but when it comes down to, um, I will say sexuality of children per se, I'm, I, I feel a little cautious in that arena because I feel like these are children that we are talking about, right? Regardless of your position, what you think, I my concern isn't for adults in the community. My concern is when we're having these public conversations about children in the community, because I feel like. We're not protecting their innocence 
we are, for whatever reasons, whether we feel like we're putting things out because we want to help somebody else who's in that situation or some people may say it's agenda based. Some people, you know, it's, it's different ways to really look at this. But I want to make sure that I'm perfectly clear when I state that I'm not approaching this from the position of let's talk about his son. I'm approaching this from the position of Dwayne Wade as a father, in particular, some things that I have heard him say that has kind of raised a red flag for me. And I want to share that perspective and some of that information with you guys. So um, a while ago, he was on a podcast. I can't even remember what it was. And I remember um, I I think it was the pivot. I'm not sure. Um, But he was on another podcast and he was talking about how much um, his son was teaching him about this process. Right. He's I'm learning every day. He's teaching me da 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 da. And then at this particular um, awards uh, for the NAACP, both him and Gabrielle Union spoke during the acceptance speech. Dwayne Wade went first. Gabrielle Union closed it out, which I thought was very interesting, but I'll, I'll save that for another day. But in his particular speech that he was given for receiving this award, He said a couple of things that really did kind of concern me because I began to actually question his position and his role in fatherhood for his child. Now, Dwayne Wade has he has three children. I believe he has maybe one more, but he has uh, two boys and they had a little girl a few years ago. And in this particular speech, he was addressing his son, who is now. I guess, legally um, known as a a girl name is from, I think, Zion to uh, Zaya. Um, He said in his speech, my job as a father is not to create a version of myself. My job as a father is not to help direct or not to direct your future. My job is to basically be a facilitator of your dreams. So when he said that, um, and I'm thinking about what he said before about how much his son is teaching him through this process, I began to ask myself, okay, your job is not to create a version of yourself. Your job is, is, is not to direct his future. So what, what part of the fatherhood aspect are you I mean, you obviously you're multimillionaire. You're talking about just being able to create what your child needs because of your means. Like what 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 part are you now? Let me let me be clear. I believe you have to regardless of what is going on, you have to love your child. Right. You have to love your child. You have to be as supportive as possible. Right. So I'm not saying that he is not support he shouldn't support his child i'm not saying that especially because he's a child he's not an adult now let me be clear when we're talking about this subject of children growing up their sexuality etc etc 
I believe that once you become 18, 21, whatever age you choose to be an adult or you feel as an adult, I feel like you're at an, a point in life, even though I know when I was 18 or 21, I didn't make a lot of the best decisions. But anyway, those are the particular two ages that we look at people as being adult and like fully an adult when you get to 21. Right. So if you've reached that point in life, you live your life how you need to live. I think we you know we should all be. Um, supportive. We should all love one another. That whole thing. No issues with that. Again, I'm going back to the aspect of this as a child. Now, I've had conversations and guys are saying, well, man, you know, if if you're if you have a child and, they, and you can tell at an early age that this is the lifestyle that they're looking that they're going to lead. You know, to have to make them wait till they're 18 you know, some will say it's cruel. Some will say, you know, oh, I knew early on. So why wait and different things like that. But, you know, what are we doing here as far as are we really giving our children time to develop? I understand that your child may be showing certain signs or certain um, mannerisms or whatever as it relates to this at a younger age. I get that. But before we just go all in and just take it to the world and different things like that. What about letting them reach the point that we have said all this time of, of being mature as an adult, 18, 21, again, however you want to call it. Whatever happened to that, letting that child fully develop into an adult where they can make their own decisions. I'm not going to sit up here and say that his child isn't making these decisions, but I'm also not going to say that they're not influenced as well. Again, to a topic for another day. I just believe that when we look at even our school system and the different things that we've seen come up in legislation in different states where we're having these conversations about sexuality and children at a young age, third grade and different things like that. I'm like, these kids can't drink. They can't um, smoke. They can't drive, but we're letting them, we're leaving this part of their life up for them to, um, we're leaving this part of their life up for them to figure it out how they want to figure it out. It's almost like it, it feels in some regards like we're not being parents anymore. Like we're really, we've succumbed to the, the social pressures of the world and we, we, you know, I, I call it sometimes not just when this situation, but just dealing with kids in general, these participation trophies that we give kids that now instead of teaching our children how to cope and how to manage, we have become a generation of parents that are trying to bend the world to make the world adapt to our children. Now, the problem with that is, yes, well, let me say this as an as a parent, I think you should do everything you can for your children. However, is that really a good thing to do? Because no matter how you shape this thing out, there is no way that you're going to be able to just make the world bend to the will and wishes of not only your child, but any particular one person. Inevitably, we're all going to run into situations that we can't change as children, as adults, as senior citizens, whatever group you want to put here. 
We're not going to always be able to have our way. We're not going to always be able to force people to see things how we necessarily see it. I believe we should be raising our children to find their tribe, to find the people that's going to rock out with them, to find those that are going to be their biggest fans, their supporters, no matter what it is. And you rock out with that. That That's your people. Teach them how to find teach them how to network to find their group of people. I think that's one of the biggest skills that we can teach our children is how to network. But we we're constantly seeing these situations where people that have means they're creating what I believe in some situations. And, and I'm not even, <laughs> Now, I didn't want to really say that they're wrong. It's just something I think we have to think about. You create these bubbles around your children that are not going to translate to the rest of the world. And sooner or later, they're going to have to deal with some things that they may not be equipped for. Case in point. Part of the speech um, that uh, part of Dwayne Wade's speech when he was receiving this award at the NAACP, he said, I admire how you've dealt with, you know, the ignorance of the world and um, how you've been able to basically deal with the comments, et cetera, et cetera. The thing that I'm thinking about is if they've had a, a struggle or they've really had a time dealing with some of this negativity, I come back to with you having millions upon millions and millions of fans as who you are as Dwayne Wade. And you say how you'd like to use your platform to discuss this. Are you possibly creating a scenario where you're putting pressure on your child that may not be there? Had you just allowed them to live out their life? However, that you all wanted to do it. See, my problem is coming back to not Dwayne Wade, being a quote unquote supportive father, but is he really thinking about the things that he's doing and the added pressure that he could be adding to his child? It's all circle backs, circles back again to my job is not to create a version of myself. My job is not to direct your future. Two things that Every father that has had a son or a daughter has said that they are looking forward to doing with their child, to leading their child, to spending time with their child, to raising their child, to, you know, um, teach them the family business, you know, to teach them how to do certain things. How what are you supposed to do? like your child? You know, before we had all of the, the, the media and different things that we have now, children learned by the proximity of the company they kept. So if you were around your dad all the time, if you were around certain friends or whatever, that's how you learned. You learn from other people. You don't just you're not just being. When children come up. It doesn't matter who it is. They're going to learn from somebody, learn from teachers, learn from parents, learn from friends. That's how you figure out life. That's why it's important to have a good circle around you. 
And that right there is my biggest level of confusion and frustration with this whole piece is believing that he possibly does not have. And I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm not saying, you know, hey, listen, hey, I got everything down pat. But when it comes to fatherhood, the basic concepts of fatherhood, those two statements, my job isn't to create a version of myself. My job isn't to help direct your future. Those two statements alone really have me looking at fatherhood, his perspective of fatherhood a little bit different. That's all. Listen, guys, I know there's a lot of you out there or some of you out there rather that may be, you know, dealing with, um, you know, something similar. You know, you might be in a situation where as a dad, you have a child and it might not just be dealing with, you know, their sexuality. It might be dealing with their attitude. It might be dealing with, you know, just different things, man. Our kids are facing so many different challenges that we did. And it's funny. Every generation says the same thing. You know, our parents said, you guys deal with stuff we didn't have to deal with. I get it. It's just it's part of being on this rock we call earth. But I want you guys to, as, as we continue to walk out 300 fathers and we build this platform for high performance fatherhood, the reason I bring these things up and, ha and want to have these challenging conversation, again, this isn't about the kids. This isn't, even though we do have something coming out, this is a platform for fathers, okay? I don't want the men out there, the dads out there to go through anything because I know I may even in, in the future be dealing with some things that I need a community to talk to. So basically I'm saying I want you guys to plug in. I don't want you guys to feel isolated. If you're going through something, tap in with the father. Um, even if it's not within our community, make sure that you're getting with another brother, talking these things out, get with someone that you can trust because none of us want our family business all out on the street like that. I understand that. But guys, these are real world issues that we're going to face as men. And it's important that we're making sure that we surround ourselves with men. I definitely believe that iron sharpens iron and if surrounding ourselves with not just men, but good men that can help us to figure out the way forward. Like I always say, right now, my children are 13 and 11. As far as fatherhood goes, I can help give you advice from a 13 year old all the way down to an infant. But beyond that, I got to check in with another brother to find out what we need to do to make this thing called fatherhood work. Listen, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in to this episode, wherever you are listening to this episode. If it is a way that you can leave a comment, make sure you leave a comment. Also, you can email us at podcast at 300 fathers dot com. Again, that's podcast at 300 fathers dot com. And uh, let's keep the dialogue going. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the High Performance Fatherhood Podcast. For questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email us at podcast at 300fathers.com.